friends, and welcome to this week's edition of Save Our Schools with Dear JCPS. Dear JCPS is a district-focused stakeholder advocacy group that demands accountability and transparency from JCPS through a lens of equity. Save Our Schools Kentucky is a statewide advocacy group that seeks to expose and prevent attempts to privatize our public schools, including charter schools and everything else from the ALEC playbook. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Save Our Schools with Dear JCPS. I'm your host, Gay Adelman. Today is March 25th, 2021, and we are coming off of the end of the veto period for the Kentucky General Assembly legislative session. We have two days left this coming Monday and Tuesday. Uh, The governor recently vetoed a number of harmful bills, and we are glad to see that uh, several of the bills that we had expressed concern about have been vetoed. I wanna focus on one bill in particular, House Bill 563. House Bill 563 is the bill that started out as a, what they call an open borders bill. Across the state, it was intended to allow students who live in one school district to attend a school in another school district and simply, had language that required districts come up with a policy on how to handle these types of situations. Um, Throughout uh, the the last few days of session before the veto period, unfortunately, um, we saw uh, that bill shift and take on all kinds of identities. And so um, what I wanted to do is talk about the disingenuous process by which this bill um, became a voucher bill. Uh, There was a voucher bill, House Bill 149, already uh, sent to committee early at the beginning of this legislative session. There was no appetite for it whatsoever. It died in committee. So for them to take the language out of that bill and slip it into this bill on a Friday night Um, and then push it out of committee before it had been made available to the public um, shows you that they know that the the bill won't pass muster with the constituency and that they have to resort to the old tricks similar to uh, the pension bill tactics that have been passed. They've gotten good at it. They've gotten good at uh, last minute changes and rhetoric and gaslighting and Uh, oppressing voices and uh, input and misleading and double speaking and all of the things that uh, the ALEC playbook and Bevan's administration and uh, legislators like Jason Nemes uh, and Jerry Miller have been uh, notorious for. And what is more alarming is that Jason Nemes continues to get an endorsement from the teachers union despite the fact that he voted yes for this bill when his vote, his vote would have been enough to stop the bill. It passed uh, the House by one vote. It passed the House with uh, 48 yays and 47 nays. If Jason Nemes had switched his yes to a nay, his yay to a nay, it would have been uh, 47 yays to 48 nays and the bill would have failed. But he's not the only one. Jason Nemes is uh, the most uh, recently discussed because 
he has received so much controversy for continuing to get a JCTA endorsement, uh, despite the fact that he continues to vote uh, against public education and he continues to uh, try to sit on both sides of the fence. And he recently uh, caught a lot of controversy for sharing um, his login information, his login credentials for his voter uh, database that he gets through his Republican party. He shared that with a Tea Party leader that had been trying to get enough signatures on her petition to make sure that the tax increase that badly needed tax increase for our public schools um, would uh, be on the ballot. And, uh, you know, whose side are you on, Jason, is the question that was asked. And uh, it even got brought back before Better Schools Kentucky, which is the political action committee that chooses which candidates to endorse. It got back, brought back before them to reconsider his endorsement. And surprisingly to everyone, except maybe the people that pull all the strings and call all the shots, uh, surprisingly, his endorsement remained intact. So uh, that was a recent controversy that raised a lot of eyebrows. I've heard a lot of teachers asking how they can stop uh, making their payroll contribution to Better Schools Kentucky's PAC. And I've even heard a lot of runaround that they're getting. You know, here we are headed into the last couple of days of session. And if they can get these, if they can keep people from seeing how they're working behind the curtain and manipulating outcomes and making backroom deals and uh, serving the interests of a handful of adults uh, and their and their political interests uh, and their and their professional interests instead of taxpayers and students and educators uh, who and voters who put them there, you know, um, these are the problems that we're seeing uh, with all of these bills that need to be vetoed, not just House Bill 563. But I really want to focus on House Bill 563, the voucher bill, because um, we had a chance to stop it once before. And I have recently dusted off some of the um, dots that I had been connecting back in 2019 when Wayne Lewis was still our education commissioner and Bevan was still our governor and the Kentucky Board of Education was, was put together by uh, Bevan and it was purely pro-privatization, predatory, uh, anti-public education appointees. And he uh, appointed them the day after the legislature uh, uh, adjourned in 2018 so that it would be an entire year that they would get to operate prior to confirmation so that you know if there was any risk of them getting declined because everyone saw what was going on and we we were all paying attention and we were all showing up um, they wanted to to distract from that so they thought if we put it on hibernation on the back burner for a year when it comes back to the senate the following year nobody will notice well guess what we noticed we were still paying attention. They pushed it off until the very last day of session because they knew it was going to be uh, controversial and they needed to, to slip it in at the last minute. And they did. They had it on the consent calendar for the very last day of session. Five senators can request 
that uh, a consent order be pulled down for a roll call vote. And so that's what happened with one of the eight confirmations, Gary Houchins, who was a director for Ed Choice, which is an organization that is uh, pro-voucher. We had a chance to stop Ed Choice and uh, the pack of, of uh, voucher vultures is what I call them, um, who kind of flock together, such as the Catholic community. Um, we've got Charles Lice, L-E-I-S. For those who are listening on our forward radio uh, channel, uh, you're only hearing the audio, but there are some accompanying slides that I have put together. And so I would like to encourage you to uh, visit DearJCPS.com and look for the Connect the Dots document uh, that I will be reposting. I have a, an old one that I've posted. I've updated it, as I mentioned, to reflect uh, the latest uh, bill that just passed. And, and to show the continuity, the continuation of these predators who we had a chance to stop in 2019, but because of sabotage uh, taking place in our own district. And that's what I will demonstrate uh, throughout this uh, presentation because of the sabotage and uh, people serving uh, dual interests and maybe saying one thing publicly, but doing something differently behind the scenes. Um, there's a handful of people that continue to pop up and I wanna show how they're connected and uh, how uh, that connection continues today and how we were, um, Jefferson County has not been authentically re represented by the people that uh, were elected to represent us and they've become entrenched. If you look at our mayor, and how he is, I think, in his third term now. He is involved in the scholarship tax credit piece, the voucher piece also. His father is tied to another organization that I have a slide at the end of this that I'll show you. So um, I'm setting up what I want to, to go through, which is about 24 slides. And so um, I, my first slide, is a cover letter to the senators. And it has a header at the top that says, KY senators, please let the vetoes stand. And it has the peoplesagenda.net web address, hashtag stop it in the KY Senate. And it has a stop sign with a list of the bills and a nickname for those bills that uh, most of these have already been vetoed. There are a couple that were not part of the vetoes, but uh, two of them are knockoffs of what we really do need. So instead of those bills, what we really need are the bills that were written by the original bill sponsors. For example, uh, Brianna's uh, no-knock uh, bill that was sponsored in the House by Attica Scott, House Bill uh, 21, I believe it is. And President Stivers created Senate Bill 4 in the Senate as a knockoff bill, took Brianna's name out of it, changed some of the, the, uh, the, the, the language so that it's more favorable to the police. And, um, you know, we've got uh, 
people covering for the police as it is. We need to get our local control back. And so to have uh, people outside of of Jefferson County or people like Jerry Miller, who used to be on Metro Council, who don't reflect the majority of Metro Council interests, for example, on the other knockoff bill, which is the civilian review bill, uh, House Bill 309 was introduced by Jason Nemus and Jerry Miller. And Jason, by the way, has endorsement, not just from JCTA, but also from the FOP. So when there's a conflict, what do you do? Well, you see him siding with the police in this matter. He blamed the mayor uh, for not wanting to give uh, subpoena power to the civilian review board. But uh, in fact, he doesn't want to give it to them either because FOP doesn't want to give it to them, right? And they're even raising controversy now because two of the members that were selected, who were the only two I even recognized. So, you know, that tells you that it's the only two that were truly uh, activists and advocates and, and grassroots uh, individuals are the ones that are catching the most scrutiny, who happen to also be Black, um, and they're trying to get them kicked off the civilian review. So the, the, the true people, we the people who are trying to take our community back, keep getting uh, roadblocked by entrenched white uh, elected leaders, elected and appointed leaders, I, I guess, um, because I think that the district administration has also been playing a role. And so um, I did uh, air two other programs that um, are related to this. So you can go to soundcloud.com and visit the Forward Radio channel and find the last two episodes of our program where uh, I shared with you uh, some more information about uh, the, the union's role in the confirmation of Gary Houchins, as well as uh, a meeting we had with Morgan McGarvey. And then also a different uh, episode featured a, a meeting I had with my Senator Julie Rocky Adams back in 2017. So this shows you how long we've been fighting and how clear we've made it. Uh, that these bills are predatory and harmful and not what is in the best interest of Jefferson County taxpayers and public school students and employees and the community in general, you know, property owners and uh, taxpayers and voters are not well served by these predatory practices. And uh, they're looking to push costs down to the local level and take decision-making away from us so that we become more indentured uh, to uh, the, the privatizers, the machines that, that really are harming our community and, and taking resources and dollars away from us. The, the first slide, as I mentioned, has the banner at the top, which is gonna be the same message we have Monday and Tuesday down at Frankfurt. And then the letter says, dear KY senators, Outsiders and special business interests have been working to divert funding from public schools in Jefferson County at least two decades. Stereotypes and rhetoric driven by, quote, experts, end quote, many of whom do not have children in our public school system are falsely arguing that the problems faced by struggling students in our lowest performing schools can be solved by simply opening up charters, offering vouchers and scholarship tax credits, and other privatization strategies that siphon money and students away from public schools. 
Their ideology is often paired with defunding public schools and diverting funds that should be directed to public school students and teachers to benefit the business sector. Over the years, we have found ourselves facing such behemoths as ALEC, which stands for the American Legislative Exchange Council. I encourage you to look them up if you don't know who they are. The Koch brothers, and those with ties to Mitch McConnell at the state level, and Mayor Fisher, Humana slash David Jones Jr., our former school board chair, and astroturfs like Ed Choice, Bips, and Scala, as well as GLI and other business leaders at the local level. Our own district leaders, including district administrators, powerful union leaders, and parent organizations have been complicit in shutting out the stakeholders in the system while working backroom deals that benefit the elites at the expense of the students, teachers, taxpayers, and the district as a whole. Kentucky is one of the leading states engaging in corruption and lawmakers making backroom deals in exchange for payouts and campaign support is common practice. Secret no-bid contracts have been attributed to pension fraud and modern-day campaign finance, and pension fund asset manager Blackstone CEOs had ties to the January 6th insurgency at our nation's capital. It would be naive to ignore the possibility that a similar treasonous effort to hold on to power could be underway in Franklin. JCPS is the largest school district in Kentucky, and Kentucky is the largest state in the U.S. that does not yet have charter schools. In recent history, Louisville voters, teachers, and parents overwhelmingly rejected these efforts, including seven or eight sick outs in 2018 and 2019, halting vouchers and pension reform, and also preventing the funding mechanism that allows charter schools to open since that bill passed in 2017. In 2021, during a pandemic when public access is restricted, last minute substitutions and blatant lies and misdirection are enabling these bills that specifically target, harm, and punish Jefferson County. Jefferson County is a district of choice. We don't need charters. We don't need a state takeover. We need reform. We need more, not less, transparency and civilian oversight. We have been able to make great strides during recent years, but outside influences and overreaching bills continue to enable the corruption, racketeering, and discrimination that we are trying to eliminate. The community has spoken, and our own community-led takeover is already underway. Taxpayers, voters, citizens demand local control of our public schools and our community. A handful of powerful self-dealing local and state leaders are holding us back. We need your help. So that's the plea to the senators. And then on Monday, uh, we have a caravan that is going to Frankfurt. We will meet at a centralized location, probably at the Sam's on 64 and Blank and Baker probably around 7 a.m. Uh, we will head to Frankfurt so that we arrive by 8.15, 8 o'clock, 8, 8 or 8.15, so that we can make a couple of loops around the Capitol and uh, stage uh, uh, our next action. And we're going to be setting up on the terrace at 9 a.m. with a press conference to announce why we're there. Uh, the Senate starts committee meetings at seven, I'm sorry, at 9.30. And we will be having uh, speakers and performers uh, from 9.30 until two o'clock. Our primary focus area will be around the 11 to 12 time because 
The Senate convenes in chamber at noon. And so from 11 to 12, we're going to let senators know that we have ribs, barbecue ribs and pulled pork and chicken and vegetables uh, on our smoker. We've got Raven Sanders with Red Barrel Barbecue catering uh, some delicious barbecue for primarily for our senators so that they can stop by, have some lunch and talk to us about these bills and why we need their intervention and we need their support and we need them to just give us a chance. Please just give us another chance. Um, I'm going to explain before this program is over how close we came, but um, you know, since we're talking about uh, the goal Monday being to help our senators help us, let them understand what is at risk and uh, why these bills are going to cause more harm and see if we can't find just another uh, couple of senators that will help us put a stop to some of this harmful stuff that is directly targeting Jefferson County Public Schools. So um, that's Monday. And then at two o'clock, we will be also on the Annex Terrace. So we will pack up and move away from the Capitol Terrace side so that United 120 United can have a press conference at two o'clock, uh, which is um, two hours after the Senate will have been in uh, chambers. So who knows, it's gonna be a moving, lively, um, happening, uh, fluid uh, situation. And then if we need to, we can come back on Tuesday and finish what we started you know, depending on uh, how successful we think Monday is or how necessary we think Tuesday is. Um, we've rented a porta potty, so there's a place for us to go to the bathroom since we won't be allowed access inside the Capitol. We will be outside, make sure that's clear to everyone. We will be outside the entire time. Organizations are invited to bring their own table. It's a BYOT event. Um, please visit thepeoplesagenda.net thepeoplesagenda.net uh, to learn more about what's planned and to sign up to reserve a space and also to let us know if your volunteers would like to eat also because we are bringing enough food for uh, others. We just wanna make sure that we feed the senators first. And since they're going in at, at noon, we gotta make sure that we get them through the line first. So um, there will be plenty of food uh, at noon for the rest of our uh, guests and attendees to uh, partake in the delicious barbecue. And um, again, that's Red Barrel Barbecue uh, out of Radcliffe. So be sure and uh, thank them for making sure that we have uh, something to eat while we're there. And there are, there's AFL-CIO is coming with a car caravan. I thought it said 10 o'clock, um, but when I looked at what they had out on Facebook, it sounded like they were gonna be getting there around eight or 8.30, I think. So um, just check the website and see, there's a form you can fill out to let us know if you would like to volunteer or to table uh, or to speak. You know, we're looking for speakers as well uh, and performers. So let's see, House Bill 563, 
You can see, if you're looking at my slides that are gonna be available on Dear JCPS, I have a screenshot of the endorsements from 2016 from Better Schools Kentucky. And I've circled Al Gentry, Tom Birch, and Jason Nemus. Then I also have a screenshot of the vote of the final passage on the House last Tuesday night, uh, showing that Jason Nemus and Al Gentry both voted in favor. And like I mentioned earlier, it only would have taken one vote to stop it. Um, and then Tom Birch uh, was a no-show. He didn't vote at all. And he was seen there earlier. He had cast votes earlier that day. So uh, when someone asked uh, where he was and why he hadn't voted, his answer was supposedly that he had gone for a walk. He had taken a walk. So um, when it is a bill this important, one that we've stopped in the past, one that has led contributed to numerous sick outs, uh, you know, thousands and thousands of teachers and parents and community members descending upon our capital to stop this harmful bill. And this bill didn't even start out with this language. The language that it had had been stalled. And so they took that language and slipped it in on a Friday night when no one could read it and uh, passed it through disingenuously and uh, with, with broken, more broken promises, some other things I don't even think I've mentioned yet. Uh, they tacked on uh, funding for full day kindergarten, which is something they should be funding anyway. That should be funded in the budget, regardless of uh, tying it to vouchers. It should have been done years ago. And uh, they said, oh gosh, we'll go ahead and throw on this appropriation for kindergarten, full day kindergarten, uh, so that, you know, there's something good in the bill for some people who are opposed to it. And then because it didn't have enough votes, because it's not a budget year and it had an appropriation and you have to have, I think it's 60 votes instead of 50 when there's, a, when there's money tied to it in a non-budget year, they said, oh, shoot, we don't have enough votes. So then they took the kindergarten funding back off. And then they also said, oh, don't worry, this is just for public schools anyway. You know, vouchers have always been talked about as being something that uh, families can use to uh, pay for private school tuition, right? So when, uh, and of course, taxpayer dollars should not be used to fund private education. Um, so when the talk was that's what vouchers were for, that was another thing they did was say, oh, no, 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 this won't have this will just be for public schools. And then at the last minute, they added the private school language. So, you know, lots and lots of bait and switch going on. If this was truly such a good bill, why did it have to, to shape shift so many times before it finally uh, was the version that they passed? And, um, and then what, where were these three JCTA endorsed uh, reps? Why didn't they know? Why didn't they know how important this was to stop this bill? Why didn't they know uh, that in, uh, in, in expectation of an endorsement from the largest teachers union in the state, not just the endorsement, but, but the financial support of their political campaigns, why didn't they know that it was important for them to stop this bill and be that vote that, that, that halted it in its tracks? And now here we are, the governor has vetoed the bill and it's gonna come back on Monday or Tuesday for a potential override. And so um, again, for the public radio piece of this, 
Uh, I can't put in a call to action, but what I can say is House Bill 563 is a voucher bill. It's going to siphon money away from our public schools. It gives a tax, not even a tax deduction, but an actual tax credit, dollar for dollar, uh, forgiveness of their debt, of their uh, of a taxpayer's obligation to the to the state coffers for their uh, tax return, their state tax due. If they make a donation to a private school, they get that money written off. And so that's money that won't be going into the, to the state coffer and therefore it won't be going back out to not only public schools, but also to roads and uh, many uh, uh, in, uh, infrastructure and uh, governmental agencies and supports throughout our state. So um, on Monday or Tuesday, the House and the Senate, either one could not produce enough votes, not produce a majority votes uh, to overturn the veto. So that's a possibility. And um, there are ways you can reach out to your lawmakers. You can email them, uh, saveourschoolsky.org, saveourschoolsky.org has a contact your legislators link and you can click uh, one click to email all 38 senators at the same time. There's also uh, the house reps are separated A through L and M through Z. So you can, in three clicks, you can uh, email all 138 legislators across the state. Uh, so that's a tool you can use. You can also call the legislator hotline at 1-800-372-7181. And you can leave a message for all senators, you can leave a message for all House members, you can leave a message for all legislators, or you can leave a message for your own senator and House rep and leave a personal story about why you're concerned about particular legislation and how you feel it could impact you. Are you listening to Save Our Schools with Dear JCPS on Forward Radio 106.5 FM? Please join us in Frankfurt, Monday and Tuesday, March 29th and 30th. And to learn more about the program and how you can get involved and what you can expect and what to bring and what to do, uh, go to thepeoplesagenda.net, www.thepeoplesagenda.net. So, House Bill 563, on my slide, I'll just read you what I wrote on this paragraph. It says, this bill began as an open borders bill, not private school vouchers. Another bill, House Bill 149, contained voucher language, but it stalled early in session. Suddenly a low threat, House Bill 563 passed out of committee and a substitute bill was filed in a Friday news dump adding the voucher language, but only for public schools. Funding for all-day kindergarten was promised by House leadership in order to make the bill more palatable. Private schools were added back in and kindergarten funding was taken away at the last second. A bill that helped spark six sick outs by JCPS teachers two years ago barely got a whimper during a pandemic and an elaborate distraction scheme orchestrated by their own union leaders. And that's referring to 2019. Following a contentious and questionable union election, JCTA members moved from angry to gobsmacked when any one of three of their 
endorsed House reps could have stopped the bill from passing and didn't. But this isn't even the first time this has happened. If we didn't know better, we would think our own union leaders want vouchers to come to pass. And I also just published an article on Dear JCPS, uh, pretty much telling this story in more detail. So I encourage you go, to go to dearjcps.com and look at uh, the story that I have put out there that goes into a little bit more detail and also uh, references the instance from 2019, which uh, as I mentioned, is also a, a radio program that we did a couple of weeks ago and is available on soundcloud.com under the Forward Radio channel. So the next slide, like I said, this is a slide presentation that I will also be putting out on dearjcps.com. Uh, the older version of it is already out there under connect the dots. The next slide is about EdChoice Kentucky. EdChoice Kentucky is a Kentucky nonprofit that was started in 2015, I believe that's what that says. And the uh, president, his name is Charles Lees, L-E-I-S. The vice president is Andrew Vandiver. And one of the directors is Gary Houchins. So I'm gonna tell you a little bit about who each of those individuals are. You can see on my slides, I just have a screenshot from their website showing their current officers. Gary Hutchins is their current secretary and uh, the Catholic community also is pro-voucher. And there's a picture uh, from their, the record newsletter showing the school choice rally with all the people with the yellow scarves and Archbishop, uh, the Archbishop wearing a scarf part of the rally. And uh, Charles Lease is with the Catholic Education Foundation and Vandiver is also with the Catholic Conference of Kentucky. So there's some overlap there between those two individuals. I'm gonna go into a little bit more detail about all three of these names that I mentioned. You probably heard me say Gary Houchin's name as the EdChoice uh, Ed um, board member, Kentucky board member, Kentucky department, Kentucky Board of Education member who uh, was who Julie Rocky Adams had a chance to cast a no vote in his confirmation uh, when I was explaining how Bevan had appointed all of those individuals and the consent order separated out that one confirmation. So Gary Houchins is that name that I was referring to. So I'll go into a little bit more detail about him again as well. So this slide that I have just shows Charles Lee's LinkedIn profile. Again, Catholic Education Foundation. He's also a board director for Trinity High School, another uh, private Catholic school, and president for EdChoice Kentucky. And then I also have a screenshot from an article uh, just referencing the foundation and their, their uh, scholarships that they give out. And of course, they're going to want to be able to get more money for their foundation that, that gives out scholarships. So he has a vested interest, a direct interest in seeing this bill pass. And so I also have a screenshot from this year. This is one of the updates that I've made is that he's still continuing to testify in our 
committee meetings. I have a screenshot of him testifying on March 16th during the House Bill 563 uh, committee testimony. And he describes himself during that video, which I have a, a hyperlink to the video that uh, where he describes himself as one of the early architects of the bill. So Ed Choice, two years later, president of Ed Choice is still influencing this bill and how it's worded and how it's written. And one thing that's not clear from this statement is whether he's referring to the bill when it was still uh, um, the open borders bill that would allow students to, to attend schools in a different, you know, for the policy to be created for students to attend schools in a different district. And uh, before it had the voucher language because he could be referring to being an early architect of House Bill 149 and whatever the version two years ago was for the voucher bill because he has been involved in all of that. So I don't know if he really was involved in the, um, the bill when it was strictly a open borders bill. That part was not made clear when he identified himself that one of those final days of testimony. So the next screen I have is about Andrew Vandiver and it shows that he was one of the co-founders when the organization was formed. And so I have a screenshot from the PDF that's filed with the Secretary of State's office. And I also have a screenshot from 2016 where he shared uh, an editorial to the Catholic Conference of Kentucky Facebook page where he is also the associate director. So again, overlapping between uh, his role in Ed Choice Kentucky, as well as the Catholic Conference, and the Catholic community and the scholarship money funding uh, scholarships to go to private schools and finding ways to divert those funds from our tax coffers to uh, Catholic schools in particular in his case. And uh, there's a screenshot from uh, KET's Kentucky Tonight with Renee Shaw. I was a guest on their program along with Charles Lease and Andrew Vandiver and Eric Kennedy from the Kentucky School Board Association. And the four of us talked back then, that was 2018, I believe. Um, the three, the four of us discussed vouchers and pros and cons, as you can imagine, which side I was on. And there is a just another description there that confirms Andrew Vandiver's connection to the Catholic Conference of Kentucky and Charles Lease with Ed Choice. The next slide I have uh, is about one of the lobbyists who Ed Choice hired. And so Andrew Vandiver is her point of contact for Ed Choice. Her name is Julia Krigler, and she's with um, Americans for Prosperity. She started up the Kentucky branch in 2018, and Americans for Prosperity is ALEC, American Legislative Exchange Council. So um, that is a local entity that filed to start lobbying in Kentucky just a few years ago. So they're, they, all of this success that has, that they've had 
getting these bills introduced and passed uh, started when they started spending all their money in our uh, legislature. And so these votes, again, these votes reflect uh, the, the persistence and the relationships and the good old boy network and maybe the gifts and trips and whatever they're spending on uh, lawmakers in order to, to buy their votes. I mean, maybe I shouldn't use that exact word, but because we can't prove it, but uh, by curry favor, when I say buy, I mean like uh, curry to, to warm, warm them to the idea of their legislation that benefits their donors, right? And this is money that's going to their campaigns and helping them get reelected. So what, what kind of deals? We don't know what the deals are. What kind of deals are they making? We don't really know for sure. So um, there are a couple of other groups on here that she was uh, representing as well. National Alliance for Public Charter Schools and Pegasus Institute. So those are two other groups that I will mentioned, but there's also a tweet on here that shows that she was tweeting about Alec in Colorado when Betsy DeVos uh, made a presentation to legislators about school choice, and she tweeted uh, a couple other Alec legislators, including um, a couple of them that are still there. Uh, one is a, uh, one of them actually votes pretty good on education most of the time, and that's Alice Borgie Kerr. Um, but also um, um, Kimberly Moore Poser is another one that's tweeted on here. Five Boy Mom is her handle. And so these are some legislators that we know are um, probably not going to be the ones to side with us, but there are some in the middle who maybe don't realize that they're propping up uh, a false agenda when they support these bills. And if we can show them that the constituents and the voters and the rank and file teachers and the taxpayers of Jefferson County really want something different than what this handful of decision makers and leaders and entrenched uh, self-dealing, um, backroom deal-making, uh, uh, political campaign donating and uh, career building cabal of individuals are doing, maybe they will do the right thing because um, I, I've been saying that this is an inside job. This is an insurrection. They are taking advantage of a pandemic uh, and they are passing uh, disingenuous, harmful legislation that is unconstitutional. It's gonna be fought in court if we still have a court system at the end of all of this to, to challenge it, if we still have resources to challenge it, um, they're going to be wasting so much of our taxpayer uh, time and money and uh, court systems, law, uh, jamming the court systems with this unnecessary legislation when they could be just simply fully funding our schools and not uh, doing more pension uh, sewer bill tactics like they did with the pension bill to get shady legislation passed. So the next slide I have is more about uh, Joel Adams who is uh, with the Kentucky Public Charter Schools Association. He was the registered agent when they started uh, this organization up. So remember Kentucky Charter Schools Association and then it became Kentucky Public Charter Schools Association. They stuck the word public in there probably to continue to gaslight us into thinking that they weren't uh, private 
they weren't just looking for private school charters, right? Uh, private charters. They, if they're using public dollars, then they wanted to pretend like they were public too, you know, like the public had the same level of oversight and accountability, uh, transparency that they do, and they don't. But anyway, uh, current officers included Julia Krigler, the name we just saw, along with uh, individuals and entities listed at time of formation, including Hal Heiner and Wayne Lewis. So this goes back all the way to 2011. So this was one of the things that I was um, pointing out to people back in 2019 that the that our current at the time our current commissioner and our current chair for the Kentucky Board of Education had been trying to figure out a way to work their way into this uh, position to to deal themselves a favorable hand for quite some time and now they were the commissioner and the chair of the Kentucky Board of Education which is why on his first day in office, the, our new governor, Governor Bashir, dismantled this board, rightfully so. They had um, figured out a way to stack the board with people that were going to curry their own interests instead of uh, what was in the best interests of taxpayers and voters. So um, that's alarming. I think that had a lot to do with why we were able to get so many senators to see uh, why uh, Gary Houchins in particular, his confirmation should not be confirmed. The next slide I have is just um, showing that Joel Adams is an entrepreneur as well. Many people who get into the uh, charter school business do so because it's very lucrative. And so I put this in here simply to show that, you know, some of the people that are doing this may have come at this from an investment perspective, just like I think um, uh, the mayor's father and uh, David Jones, you know, his venture capital entity, uh, our board, former board chair, I think that many people do get into this uh, because they know that it can be potentially lucrative and they're just waiting for the bill to pass so that they can sit back and uh, start funneling the money, right? Because this, the scholarship tax credit administrators get to keep a percentage of the money that they dole out. So it's actually a pretty uh, easy way to get some evergreen money. So the next slide I have is about Gary Houchins when, uh, uh, as Ed Choice Director. He is a member of the Board of Directors and has been for seven years and five months. Uh, again, he's listed on their website. I did a, I put a screenshot of an article that he wrote about me in, in November of 2016 when I did an opinion piece uh, blasting the Courier Journal for the endorsements that they made to our school board because they didn't seem to know that we are fighting privatizers and some of the people that they endorsed were on the wrong side. So I wrote a piece uh, warning them that they had picked uh, the wrong people and why. And he picked up my piece and critiqued it. And so that even led to us having a coffee, which I might even have that recording somewhere that I can share at a later date. But um, that's who Gary Houchins is. And he's also listed on this document, the Kentucky Charter School Association uh, organization, along with Milton Seymour. And Milton was serving as the interim chair um, of the Kentucky Board of Education before Hal Heiner became the uh, official chair. And again, Julia Krigler listed um, the, 
because this was the organization that started without the word public and then became public. And so I have a screenshot of both uh, just demonstrating who some of those names are that you see overlap with. There's another group here called Kids First Louisville. Um, it has another business developer, David Nickley's listed here. Uh, they, they seem to be keeping themselves separate from these other groups. They don't, they don't appear to be uh, intertwined, but um, I went out to Facebook and happened to notice that Kentuckians for Progress had been operating under the assumed name of Kids First, and it was by go and it was going by the name Kentucky Charter School Project on Facebook. So they had turned the Kids First Louisville Facebook page into Kentucky Charter School Project, as if they had said, "Here, you know, we've got a, a Facebook page already going. Use it." And so I had grabbed a screenshot of that at the time, but then later I went back and it's gone. So I have a screenshot of where you can see that the page I requested is no longer available. So I happened to just get a screenshot of it with when it still had the same um, uh, orange block and photograph, same look and feel as what will become. And I have another uh, slide that shows that in much more elaborate detail, uh, the different iterations over time, 2010, 2011, 2013, and 2018, uh, how it went from Kentuckians for Progress with David Nickley's and Kentucky Charter School Association formed by Hal Heiner, Wayne Lewis, and Bill Schreck. Um, and then uh, Joel Adams formed in 2011, current KBE Chair Hal Heiner and Wayne Lewis, um, Julia Kriegler, Milton Seymour, all these names just kind of keep popping up. So you recall from the last slide, Kids First Louisville, which went by the name Kentucky Charter School Project, operated under the assumed name under Kentuckians for Progress, which is affiliated with David Nickley since 2010. Magically, this group has morphed into Kentucky Public Charter Schools Association, an organization affiliated with Heiner, Lewis, Seymour, Hodgins, and Adams dating back to 2011. Both groups use the same graphics for their logo and cover photos on Facebook. So I've got another slide that just shows that in more detail. All right, so this is um, not the first time this has happened, is another slide that I've done showing where was Julie Rocky Adams um, when uh, Senate Resolution 240 was brought to pass. I took a screenshot of uh, the count when we're in the W's. There were only five people uh, whose names were left to be called and they had skipped over Julie. They didn't record her vote. And we were like, I was there, I was looking over the gallery railing, wondering where did my Senator go? And uh, recently I happened to go back and look at the video and happened to notice that she, you can actually see her walking behind Senator Meredith when Meredith is explaining his no vote. So she was three or four votes away from being called and she's on the phone. Why is she on the phone? Who is she talking to? Who is she getting directions from? Who is telling her whether or not they need her vote and what they're going to give her in exchange for her vote? I mean, who knows exactly what that call could be about? Um, but Senator Webb was talking and explaining her no vote when Julie reappeared and gave a thumbs up to the board tally operator. 
and her vote went from being white, as it's shown here on this slide, well, white just simply means not recorded yet, uh, to green with a yes. She gave the final, uh, she wasn't final, she sneaked it in before there were still five left to go, but we knew how the other five were gonna vote um, because it's party line stuff and she's endorsed by JCTA. So we were hoping she was going to support public education and say no to uh, the confirmation of Gary Houchins and slipped in a yes vote when there were still five other votes to be tallied and the vote, the, the confirmation passed by one vote. So if she had voted no instead of yes, the confirmation would have failed. Ed Choice would have been stuck, uh, stopped dead in its tracks. And you wouldn't have been able to mention Ed Choice ever again, just like you wouldn't have been able to mention charters ever again. You know, there are certain things that just get a dirty, dirty word associated with them. And uh, we missed our opportunity to shut them down, shut vouchers down completely. And then there's another little article that appeared in Forward Kentucky about the switcheroo that they did, putting Houchins on uh, a different resolution so that he could get a new term because he actually had been there longer and his term would have expired sooner. So they, they moved him around as well. So I have a link to that story also. Again, putting business interests and uh, outside elite, wealthy elite interests ahead of those who are truly uh, the, the vested stakeholders in our public schools, those who are actually paying the bill, meaning our taxpayer dollars, and those who are actually the customers, meaning the public that attends those schools. So shame on uh, all of these individuals that I've named for uh, working behind the scenes to try to manipulate outcomes that are not in the best interest of our students and of our community. Um, and shame on these lawmakers who are allowing it to happen. And again, our house uh, could have also stopped the voucher bill by one vote. Uh, hopefully JCTA is working on their house reps and can get all three of them to, to shape up and show up to uh, uh, when it comes time, uh, Monday or Tuesday. But I think focusing on the Senate is where we're going to have the greater success. And again, I'll tell you why. Um, when we go back, let me actually go back to this slide for a second. The final tally, as I mentioned, was 17-19. Uh, it would have been 18-18, which would have not been, a tie would not have been enough to confirm. You have to have a majority. So uh, the 17 who voted with us, um, we only need 19 votes. So if the 17 who voted with us back then could be made aware, uh, hopefully they would continue to vote with us again. I think they will. I think uh, Meredith continued to vote with us, for example, uh, in his last uh, testimony. And so if we can just find two middle of the road senators who are not really sure one way or the other to come on over and, and give us that benefit of the doubt one more time, uh, we might be able to do that. We might be able to, to uh, make the Senate, uh, make the difference in the Senate. So BIPS, Bluegrass Institute for Public Policy Solutions is another um, slide I have on here from the Secretary of State's website. It was formed back in 2003. And you can see Jim Waters name on here. He's still around. And you can also see 
Matt, uh, Matt Bevan's partner, Christopher Derry, D-E-R-R-Y, was one of the uh, names at the time of formation. And I put a different screenshot from Waycross Partners that shows Derry and Matt Bevan serving as members of uh, their hedge fund partnership. So that shows the relationship between Matt Bevan and Chris Derry in 2008. And Derry goes all the way back to 2003 with uh, the formation of BIPS. And BIPS is a think tank, an astroturf group, as we call it, uh, that is funded by State Policy Network, which is a Koch brothers organization. So again, ties to this dark money, outside interests, predatory practices, same cabal of people uh, that have been working to get certain legislators elected from Mitch McConnell on down uh, to the state, many, many in our state legislature as well. So those are all, uh, there's some links at the end of the slide. It's 24 slides that I have there for you um, to take a look at when you get a chance. And uh, you've been listening to Save Our Schools with Dear JCPS on Forward Radio 106.5 FM. Please join us in Frankfurt, Monday and Tuesday, March 29th and 30th. And to learn more about the program and how you can get involved and what you can expect and what to bring and what to do, uh, go to thepeoplesagenda.net, www.thepeoplesagenda.net and join us for some delicious barbecue and uh, social distancing safe outdoor activities. Um, there'll be lots of things to do and opportunities to advocate to our legislators and make them look us in the eye as they head back in for those final two days of legislative session so that they know that they have an obligation to do what's best for the people who put them into office. And by that, I mean the voters, not the people who fund their campaigns. If they still continue to vote for these harmful bills after we've shown them and explained to them how harmful they are and how we have been sabotaged here in Jefferson County by our own local leaders that have um, interest in their own adult agendas instead of what's best for students and, ta and taxpayers in the community, then uh, we will remember that and we will make sure to find someone in their community to, sh to explain to their voters what really took place these final two days of session in 2021. Thanks again for joining us. 